All right. Title of my message today is The Power to Do What is Right. How many of you want to do what's right? I, I know we would never sit here and say, oh, we want to do what's wrong, because none of us, we want to do right, amen? We want to do right according to God. So if you have your Bibles or you want to stand, and you can see my picture today that I have for you, but we're going to read 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. So if you'll stand with me and we'll, we'll read the word together this morning. He says, is greeting the faithful. How many of you are faithful? All right, so this is to you. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith and with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, our, of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust." Dear Heavenly Father, as we come into the Word, I pray that, Lord, that our hearts would be open wide to receive from you today, that, Lord, that truly we'd be transformed by the hearing of the Word and we'd leave differently than we came in. That, Lord, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we'd be empowered, Lord, with your divine nature to move and be in this world so that we can project your righteousness and we can let this little light of mine shine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I love that song, Liz. You know, uh, it just stirs something in me to let that light shine. Amen. But the Apostle Peter, he sent this letter to you. Look at your neighbor and say, You. Look, look at who it's dress, addressed to. He says, To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's you and me, everybody that believes in Jesus, amen? And if you're not a believer, I pray that by the end of this service, you will be a believer, that you can give your life to Jesus today, whether you're here or you're watching us online. We want everybody to know about Jesus, amen? But many people today are focusing on the negative things, you know, um, the negative things going on in society, you know, there's so much negativity against the church right now. You know, and, and how many of you know there's no perfect church? You know, if there is a perfect church, we'd ruin it when we went there. <laughs> we would, I mean, because we're, we're imperfect people, amen? And, and we're just pressing towards God. But what I want us to understand today is who we are in Jesus Christ and how he's empowered us to be the righteousness of God on the earth. He's empowered us to do this, amen, so that we can be focused on bringing in the harvest. That's the plan that God has for each one of us, to bring in the harvest. Everybody say bring. Bring. That's the plan. We are to finish the work of Christ and bring in the harvest of souls. In John chapter 4, verse 35, it says, Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for the harvest. Now, that was said 2,000 years ago. Can you imagine how white it is right now? You know, you can look at all the pandemonium going on, all the, the, um, the junk that's going on in our world, but there are 
people that are ready to come to Jesus. Amen. There is going to be an end time harvest of souls that God is going to pour out and it's going to be miraculous what God does. And as a church, as a body of Christ, we've got to be ready for that harvest. Amen. We got to get ready to bring them in. Amen. I, I was, uh, you know, I, I'm, I get a lot of messages from around the world because of places that I've been. And, and you know, I got a message today from Pakistan. They said, you know, the, the death rate with coronavirus in Pakistan is, is picked up. They're like, please pray for us. And these guys, these pastors, man, they're doing all they can. They're putting everything into feeding their communities. They're putting everything into going out and, and, and doing the door-to-door thing because they, they can't assemble together. It's the same thing in Africa, you know. They're, they're doing little... Um, house church meetings. You know, Pastor Alfred, our, our main pastor over there, our bishop in, in Africa, has been so busy because they, they do meetings everywhere, you know, because they can't gather together. They have that 1,500-seat auditorium that they, they can't use right now. You know, it's kind of a bummer. We went and dedicated that thing in January, and now, right now, it sits empty. But God's going to change things there, amen? amen? And we just have to be ready for the harvest. We've got to be that light that shines to bring in the harvest. Amen? And Peter speaks of God's grace and peace being multiplied to us. That's what we need. We need that. We, we need that grace and that peace multiplied in each one of our lives. And it comes as we grow in Christ. The, the more that we have knowledge of who Christ is and what he's done, that grace and that peace just seems to abound in us, amen? As you realize what he's done for you and, and who you are when you're being obedient to his word, that grace and that peace just wells up inside of you like never before. And you're not so moved by things. You know, Delon and I, we've been going out every Thursday, we visit families. You know, we visited as many as 36 families in one day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this last Thursday, I think we visited uh, four, 13 families and... It's amazing. When we go to people's houses and we knock on the door, they're like, come on in. It's okay. We're not afraid. And I'm like, yeah, neither are we, but we're going to just stay out here. You know, we, we, we try to refrain from that because, you know, that's what they're telling us we need to do. So we're trying to be obedient to the laws and, and not go in. Some of you have been, you know, really um, tugging on us to get inside the house, you know. And so we've uh, broken down a few times and, and gone into people's homes and Kick back Miss Karen. She's like, get in here and see my house, Pastor. I'm like, yes, ma'am, you know. <laughs> but when you realize who God is in you, you, you don't, you're not living in fear. Amen. You're not bound by all this stuff going on. You know, um, when they did the, the protest on Monday this last week, they protested up at Santana Park. And I'm okay with protesting. I'm not okay with riots. Okay. I, I think that's evil. And I think it's, there's a, a whole bunch of junk behind it. But when, and you know, they had the, um, the protest up there and it went good. I know the police chief spoke. Some of my friends that are pastors were spoke. I was in my office here in my bathing suit and a t-shirt because I was going to go kayaking Monday afternoon, you know, and then somebody said, oh, they're going to do a march. You know, they're talking about riots. I'm like, no, I'm just going to sit here in my office and pray. And that's what I did all day Monday. Pastor Peter came and joined me for a bit and, and, um, that night, you know, there were some homeless people sleeping on the, under the overhang over there. And they saw three or four cars pull up. And they seen a bunch of guys get out of the cars with bricks. And they were going to break in the windows of the church, the front door of the church. 
And it just took one guy to say, oh man, this is a church. I don't want any part of this. The, the people heard him. He said, I don't want any part of this. To get back in the car and everybody followed him. See, you can be a leader or a follower and you can lead to the right decision, amen? With the right decision in your life, you can affect other people, amen, when you're doing the right thing. And and the grace that God has given us is the grace to draw us away from sin. Not so that we can continue to sin a lot and so that his grace comes, but we we don't have to sin because of his grace, amen? And, And that grows in you and you start distancing yourself from sin so that the peace of God fills your hearts and minds. Amen? That's what grace does. It draws you away from sin. Grace doesn't say, oh, Liz, I can do whatever I want because God's grace is sufficient. It is sufficient so that I don't do what I want. His grace is so sufficient, I do what he wants, not what I want. That's the idea of grace. That's the grace that's been imparted to us. And as we grow in the word of God and that grace abounds in us, pretty soon, man, you're, you're looking in the mirror, you know, five, ten years down the line, and you don't even recognize that old man in you. Delonda tells me things I did when I was younger, and I, I'm appalled at me. <laughs> I'm like, I said, you've got to be kidding. There's no way I would do something like that. She goes, well, you, you did. And I'm like, no way, I don't even believe it anymore. You see, because when God forgave me, Elizabeth, he took it out of me. I don't even remember it. Now, Delonda used to think that was convenient, you know. <laughs> but now she rejoices in it, you know, because God truly removed it out of me. And I, I don't look the same. I don't talk the same. I can't even imagine being that guy that I was back when we were younger, when we first got married. You know, and that's what happens when God's grace And peace fills your heart and mind. Amen? It's when you know that you've been using grace as an option to do what you want that you don't experience that peace. You don't experience the way, the peace, the way that God intended it for you. Amen? So the more knowledge you have, not just in your mind, but in your heart, um, you learn to, it's easier, Pastor Jesse, as you said this morning, to trust in Jesus. It's a lot easier. The more that I've learned through the word of God, it's become easier to trust in Jesus. The more I read, the more I grow, the more my heart just melts before the Lord. And and it's just Ron King's just dying daily and Jesus is coming alive daily. Amen. It's putting that trust in Jesus more than anything else. The peace comes and then you have no fear. There's no fear. I read a post the other day that we don't have to pray for a believer to be healed because they're already healed. He says, by his stripes, we are healed. So all we have to learn to do is come into agreement with what the word says, amen? And that's why, you know, when Delon and I are praying here on Tuesdays and Fridays, we, we repeat each other so much because of the power of agreement. You know, we, we, you know, she'll say something, and I'll sit there, I'll say it too, because there's power when we are in agreement. We're in agreement with our words, because if any two agree on any one thing, it what? Shall be done. So when we come into agreement with the word of God, it's going to be done, amen? So I'm agreeing with you today that by his stripes you are what? You've declared it too. <laughs> oh, Take hold of it. Take hold of it. Amen. Let it sink into who you are. Amen. The challenge for us, though, is in how we feel. That's our challenge. We live. And we have physical feelings. We have feelings. 
And so we, we might be saying one thing, but our body is saying, oh yeah? And your body's trying to, you know, when you, when you go to the doctor, and I've said this for a long time, when you go to the doctor, the doctor tells you the facts. You do a blood test, the doctor tells you what he sees. When you, when you get a, a, an MRI or you get an x-ray, or whatever, the doctor just, his job is to tell you what he sees, okay? So he tells you the facts of your life, of physically. But the Word of God tells you what? The truth. The Word tells you the truth. And so if we start aligning ourselves with the truth instead of the facts of what everybody says, because the truth outweighs the fact, amen? The truth is the truth, amen? And so that's, what I, that's how I'm living my life, and I have such peace in me because I'm living by the truth, not just the facts, amen? Our mind tells us one thing, but we respond more to how we feel, and that creates doubt, and it does not bring peace. But I know, Mario, the Lord gave me a word for you a few months ago, and you've just been holding on to it, and it's been good, amen? God's doing amazing things in, in his physical body. And that's what happens when we, when we take hold of the word. And I see people when we're praying, and we're praying online, and they're typing, I take it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. I'm like, amen, amen. We have to receive the word of God and take it in. And then the peace comes. You have to live in the realm of the divine power of God. Everybody say divine power. power. When you live in that realm of divine power, things change. Last week we went through the infilling of the Holy Spirit in praying in tongues. But the key to remember is that we're filled with power. You're filled with power. Everybody say power. power. And that's the power to do miracles. You can look it up in the Greek, and it'll tell you. The power to do miracles. So you have the power inside of you to do miracles. The divine power given to us, in us by the Holy Spirit gives us things that pertain to life. So you have power in you for things that pertain to life. So I have power inside of me through the Holy Spirit for life issues so that I can make the right decision. That power's in me. I have power in me for godliness, that I can become more godly to, to put on Christ, amen, put on the mind of Christ, think like Jesus would, act like Jesus would, talk like Jesus would, and it's not just a WWJD, what would Jesus do? It's we're walking it out, amen? It's a constant in our lives that we're walking as Christ would because he, we, put on, we have the power for godliness, and it's through the knowledge of who? Him. It's through the knowledge of Jesus, amen, who has called us by glory and virtue. That's the plan. His glory, his virtue has called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light so that we can live a godly life and we can make right decisions in what pertain to life. I was so glad, Lucia, last Monday when that guy said, oh, this is a church, I can't do this. I was so glad to hear that he got in his car and he left and everybody followed him. I'm so glad for that decision he made that night. Otherwise, I would have had to replace all the, the glass in the front of the church here. And that would not have been a fun experience. You know, and so God is so good. So what, what this is saying to us is that everything we need to live a life pleasing to God has been given to us 
through the Holy Spirit. He has empowered you to live a life pleasing to him. It's in you. You've received power through the Holy Spirit. And it's the power to be a witness. Now you see on the screen them scales. It, when I found this picture, it was, it's called the scales of justice. But I want to say the scales of the Spirit. See, this is what I, I saw as I was, I was praying and I was writing. I, I saw the scales that we need to begin to weigh our life issues out before the Lord. We need to be able to take them as we're making decisions about how to live our lives. You young men, you need to, to weigh out your decisions of what God has planned for you for the future. You need to take them before the Lord, what you think you should do and what God wants you to do. And you need to line up with him because he has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, amen? And you gotta weigh it out before God. If we would put all of our decisions on the scale of the Spirit, and just take a moment to do that, we would probably be making a lot better decisions in our life when it comes to your finances, it comes to relationships, you know, it, just life in general. If we would weigh them out in the spirit, especially relationships, you know, that, that a lot of people we... A lot of people get lonely. And they make decisions because they're lonely. Not because they've waited out on the spirit. And they enter into relationships that aren't what God has intended for them. We need to weigh it out before the Lord. Is this woman right for me, Lord? Is this guy right for me, Lord? Is this, is this man gonna lead me? Is this woman going to go with me to where God has for me? You've got you to weigh that stuff out. You know, but a lot of times we, we, we make that wrong decision because our emotions are driving us and we do what we feel instead of what God is saying. Now, I'm talking to myself too. I'm not preaching at you. I'm, I'm talking with you today. Because we all do things based on how we feel. You know, right now, people are hurting. And our country is running amok with emotions right now. They're driven by anger and frustration right now. We've seen a lot. And some are thinking, should I go down in there and get involved? And some are thinking, well, let's go down and get involved. And some are thinking, hey, look at all the free stuff they're getting. I'm going to go get some. But when you see these demonstrations where they come together in peace and pray, that's what we need. You know, there was one at the city hall the other day and they just prayed around the fountain there at city hall. They just gathered together and they prayed. You know, because I know this, it's only by God that things will change. Only by God. Only by God. Amen. That's what's going to change. Only God. You can make all the laws you want, but it's only by God. You know, I read a story, you know, there's so much coming at us right now. But I read a story the other day about a young man that graduated from Harvard, was a, a lawyer at a law firm, 
And when the COVID-19 hit, they, they furloughed him. And so he'd, he'd been out of work. But he was with some guys, got caught up in the emotion of going to a riot and threw a Molotov cocktail into a police car and got caught. A lawyer, Harvard graduate. They said that he could get up to 20 years in prison for his action. He didn't pay attention to his own training. He ran with his emotions, got caught up in a moment. It's going to cost him a lot of time and a big portion of his life. He's going to miss out on the part where you get married, where you have kids, where you get established in your career. It's gone. Because he got caught up in a moment. And he didn't weigh things out. He just did what he felt. He went along with the crowd. He had a moment of uncontrolled emotions and it's driven him to prison. You Maybe your uncontrolled emotions aren't driving you there. But I do know that uncontrolled emotions drive us to divorce. Uncontrolled emotions drive us to broken relationships. Uncontrolled emotions causes us to do things out of character. The Lord told me years ago, he said, he said, warn the lonely people because lonely people will do things um, that they don't normally do. To, to call people, to when you're feeling lonely, call people, connect with people, do something that, causes, that keeps you from doing that thing that loneliness would drive you to. Amen? So a moment of uncontrolled emotions. First, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, but we have this power, amen? We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of, may be of God and not of us. And that's my prayer today, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That we're not walking in our own power, but we're walking in God's power, amen? That we're allowing the power of God to come and form us into God-like characters, that we're acting godly, Robert, that we're weighing our life out before we act on our emotions, that we're taking these things before the Lord before we start doing things that, you know, that man can't get that back. I think of King David, you know, King David did things, you know, like sleeping with Bathsheba, you know, like counting the people, you know, I mean, he just did certain things that had an effect. And with Bathsheba, it, and not only that did that child die, but affected his sons and daughters. Everything. You know, we just read this morning, as before church, Rehoboam, how the kingdom was ripped in half. And, and he was left with just Judah and Benjamin. You know, because they, they just couldn't get it together. And that's what happens. And that's a lot of what we pass down to our kids is... You know, and that's why a lot of our kids struggle is because, because of what we struggled with that we didn't deal with. But we have this treasure inside of us, amen? So when we walk in the power of God in our lives, we will make the right decisions for godly living. Everybody say godly living. Godly. That's what we're going to do, amen? People are going to be, they're going to see you, going to see Jesus. They're going to look at you and say, oh my gosh, what's... What's that light? Why do you glow so much, Robert? Robert, you work in a prison, but yet you glow. 
<laughs> Amen. Jake, you drive a truck, but yet you glow. You know, they see you coming. When, when I came to Jesus, I gave up my rights. I gave up my rights. I came under the king and who he is. And his name is Jesus. I gave up my rights. I serve the king. I serve it his way. Amen. His way of doing things, his way of being right is what we're called to do. I'm not ruled by my emotions all the time because I, I'm not perfect. Don't think that I'm, because <laughs> Delando will tell you sometimes my emotions get a little, little crazy, you know. And uh, don't look at me that way because I know you do too. <laughs> Your emotions cause you to do things. But by the Holy Spirit of God, we can do what he directs us to do. Amen. Just like Pastor Dave did today what the Holy Spirit directed him to do for our orphan home. And that's what we want to do. We want to be obedient. But if I don't put it on the scale of life in the Spirit, I may make the wrong decision and miss out on what God has intended for me. I've got to put it on God's scale, not my scale. Because you have this treasure inside of you. It's not of you. It's of God. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 14 and 15. It says, and, and this is the Holy Spirit talking about. It says, he, it's, it's referring to the Holy Spirit. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will take of what is Jesus and he'll declare it to you. Amen. So all things that the Father has are mine, Jesus said. Therefore, I said the Holy Spirit, he will take of mine, Jesus, and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is here today to declare to you the things of Jesus, amen. He's not holding them back from you. He's here to declare them to you so that you can receive them, so that you can walk in them, so that you can live a life of godliness, amen. That's the plan, that you're living a life that you're making the right decisions according to what God's standard is and not our own standard, amen. All that the Father has is mine. Now listen, if you go to Matthew 28, 18, it says... That my Father has given me all the authority over heaven and earth. Now that word authority is exousia in the Greek. It's a power word. It's another word for power. So the authority that Christ has has been given to us. So that we have authority, amen, over how we're going to act. We have authority over what we're going to say. We have authority in our life to live a life of godliness. Amen. We have that power in us to do it. Everybody say power. power. It's in you. Amen. So he, Jesus, Jesus gives us that promise. And the, as I said, the he is the Holy Spirit and it's imparted to you. You have this treasure in you. Excellence of the power of God. But there's more. Don't you love it when you're watching those infomercials and they say, but there's more. <laughs> there's more. Amen. There's more. We have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. You may be partakers of the divine nature. 
Now we know, as we talked about last week, the Holy Spirit was the promise of the Father. He promised the Holy Spirit, one of many promises to us. But with the promise of the Holy Spirit, we can partake of the divine nature of God. Okay, so what is the divine nature of God? Nobody? It's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say fruit. It's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says, but you, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, of which against such there's no law. So you've been given the fruit. It's not fruits. It's fruit. Okay, so you have them all. When you come to Jesus, you have the Spirit of God inside you. You have all these fruit. You have self-control. You have gentleness. You have faithfulness. Amen. You have goodness. You have kindness. You have long-suffering. Patience. You have patience. All right. <laughs> come on now. You have patience. And uh, you have peace and joy and love in you. See, this is the very nature of God that the Holy Spirit imparts to you so that it's in you. Now, he gives it to you. It's like, like handing you a grape. Okay, now it's up to you to make it a watermelon in size. You know, a lot of these things we, we think, you know... <laughs> I don't have patience. I don't want patience. You know, and that grape that we've been given shrivels up into a raisin. It's still there, but it's dead. But it's in you. It's all in you. You have the ability to control your tongue. You know, sometimes life and death are in the power of your tongue. Sometimes I say stupid things to my wife, usually. <laughs> but she's, she's quick to forgive me. But we have self-control. We can do this, amen? We can put on that divine nature of God and we can walk it out. But it's up to us if we're gonna do it. You, you've gotta just say, I'm gonna be the most peaceable person in the world. I'm gonna be loving. I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna be kind, amen? I'm gonna be gentle. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be faithful. You know, that's what I loved about my mom, Lucia. My mom was so faithful. My mom was, man, she was faithful. She was faithful to the Lord. She was faithful to the church. She was faithful to her family. You know, and, and my dad was real faithful to make sure my mom got up every Sunday and went to church. <laughs> he didn't come himself, but he said he'd like get up and he'd get us kids up. And, and uh, he made sure we went until he really, God got a hold of him later in life. Don't wait, don't wait. Be faithful today, amen. Through the Lord, through the power you have inside of you. You have the power of this divine nature at work inside of you. Every one of us do. If you, be, if you believe in Jesus, amen. So the Holy Spirit being in us, we have these fruit. We have the ability to make right decisions in life. We can do this, amen. We can look at the scales and weigh things out of life in a righteous manner. We can weigh them out. And that's what we need to do. Whether you're here today or you're watching online, you need to learn to make righteous, right decisions according to the Spirit of God. Don't get confused about what's going on. 
Live your life according to what God says. Amen. We don't have to live after our flesh. We can live after the spirit and make right decisions. Amen. We can make right decisions so that we don't find ourselves being on trial for something for a moment that we let our emotions get out of control. I've been praying for that lawyer. You know, that God would get a hold of him in this, in this day, in this hour. That God would just touch him right now. But we have the power. Everybody say power. Power. To walk in the character of God here on this earth and make right decisions. And it all begins with a heart of love. You got to have the love of God in you. Amen. When we make decisions to walk in the love of God, everything's going to flow through that. And this is what the Holy Spirit can do in your life if you let him. If you let him. That love can just flow through you. But we have to. Everybody say we. We, we me, you, everybody. We need to turn up the volume to the Holy Spirit and pay attention. We need to listen to what he's saying. Amen. We need to pay attention to what he tells us to do and then act on it. And we have to make ourselves not so impatient, but a little bit more patient to wait on the Lord by asking him what to do so that we make right decisions. We got to wait on the Lord because we want to make right decisions. We have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen. He will not steer you in the wrong direction. He won't tell you to throw a Molotov cocktail in a police car. The Holy Spirit won't do that. Amen. He'll guide you into the position that you win people to Jesus. That your decisions shine to this world and people will listen to you. We have to know that we have that self-control so that we have that ability to slow down for a moment and make the right decisions in life. It's in us. We've just got to do it. Exercise that right in the Holy Spirit. And as you do this, it'll be amazing what God does in your life as you move this way. And you'll be making righteous, right decisions, being God-like in your life. Amen. Blessing God and blessing people. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word today, God. I pray that everyone here, Father God, and watching, Lord, would just learn to wait on you. That we would know you by the Holy Spirit in us, that the power of God is in us to make the right decisions in this life. Decisions that are going to bless you, Father. And they may be destroying our flesh, God. But we know that's the right thing to do. Our flesh may be screaming, but Lord, being obedient to you is way more important than what our flesh is telling us to do. Father, I pray for every person here today that they would hear from heaven. Just put your hands on your ears today. Father, I pray that we would have that power to hear from heaven through the Holy Spirit. That as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, that, Lord, that we could hear it, and, Lord, that we would obey it. 
that we would do what you've called us to do. We'd not continue down that path, Lord, that the enemy would try to set us up on. We'd not continue in the path of listening to our flesh. But Lord, the scales of the Spirit would be in front of us all the time. And Lord, we would weigh out everything that comes in according to your word. We'd weigh it to your word, Father God, that we don't get lost and confused and be put on trial for something that we've done in a moment of emotions. Lord, and I pray right now that you fill every person here today. Let the Holy Spirit just come and fall on people today. And right now, as you have your your hands on your ears, I heard the Lord say, there's somebody today, he's touching your, your natural hearing. There's somebody here today, and you can wave at me if that's you, that you have, a, you have an ear issue right now. I know God is, right, okay, God is touching you. I know he's touching you right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let it flow, God. Let that healing power of God flow right now. Lord, not just in the spirit, but in the natural. That ears be restored right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let it be done, Father God. You know, when we were worshiping, I heard the Lord say that somebody's battling with an issue with their teeth right now. You've been having pain in your teeth, and, and I, I, just, I just saw the Lord touching you today. If you had a pain with your teeth, just wave at me right now so I can pray. Right over here, right over here, right over here, right over here. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that by the healing power of God, you come and you take that pain out of their teeth right now in Jesus' name. That, Lord, that your healing touch would, that, that you've already given us would be made manifest. Lord, and I pray that you regenerate teeth today, God. Lord, that you cause teeth to be made whole in Jesus' name, that that pain would flee from them today in Jesus' name. Lord, we just pull it out that pain right now, yeah, Lord, and that you restore right now in the name of Jesus. Let it flow, God. The healing flow. Let it flow. Oh, hallelujah. Let it rain down, God. Maybe today you've been, you've been struggling to have peace because of all that's going on around us. I just want to pray for you today. If you've been struggling with peace, it just hasn't been peaceful for you, just wave at me so I can pray for you right now. Okay. Father, you, you, know, you know what's going on in their life and in the world around them. And I pray today for the God of peace to come as, the, as we, your word declares, the God of peace to come. Lord, that passes all understanding. And that, Lord, that you just crush the enemy under their feet today in Jesus' name. Let the peace just fall right now. Yeah, let it rain down. Let it just flow. Just let a wind of your spirit, God, flow in here right now. Hallelujah. Peace, peace, peace. And maybe you're here today or you're watching online and you need to make that commitment to Jesus today. You need to say, you know what? I just need to commit my life to God today. If that's you today, just raise your hand. You might need to make that commitment to the Lord. All right, I don't see any hands. I can't see you online, but I'm gonna pray this prayer and you just come into agreement with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he died for me and that he rose from the dead. 
And then he's sitting at your right hand. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me, cleanse me. Heal me today, God. I surrender my life to you to be your child. Help me to grow in you today. Help me to be alive in Jesus today. And Jesus, you be alive in me. And help me from this day forward to make righteous, right decisions. So Father, we thank you today. I pray a covering of blessing over every person here right now, that you cover them, you keep them, and you bless them indeed. We thank you for our visitors today, God. We pray that, Lord, that you just be with them in this day, in this hour. You cover them, God, as they go their way today. And every person, Father, let healing be their portion. Lord, let your spirit just fill every one of us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand clap today? You may be going through something physically and I didn't call it out. I only call out what I hear from God. But he's the Lord God, our healer, amen. Whatever it is you've been battling, just trust God in it right now. Trust him that he's your healer, amen. And come into agreement with his word. There's power in agreement. I remember my dad, they, they said he had lung cancer and we prayed for him. And he went to the doctor and they, they always do a, a, an x-ray before they um, do the biopsy. So they, they did the x-ray on my dad and my dad was new in the Lord. He'd just come back to Jesus and it was gone. The spot, they said it was the size of a quarter, was gone. And my dad said, well, they prayed for me and Jesus healed me. See, and, and my dad had come into agreement with God. And that's what we need to do. We need to come into agreement before they ever take the picture again, Priscilla. Before you go in this week, before you go in this week, Liz, let's agree, amen, that it's done. You're healed. It's done. Just receive it. Everybody say, it's done. It's done. It's done. And you say, oh man, that's just worse. No, not my faith. My faith, it's... It's an action. It's an action. When we come into agreement with the word of God, God will do miraculous things. I've seen too many miracles not to believe it. Not, you know, I've seen too many things happen in this life to not know it. That when we come into agreement, you know, because I prayed for a person one time. I prayed for Delanda. And she had the same thing going on that this other person did. And I said, Delanda, I'm going to blow it out your ear. That's what God told me to do. And I blew it out her ear and it left. The pain totally left. So I went to this other person. I said, you know, the Lord told me to blow it out your ear. And she said, you can go ahead. I've been prayed for by much um, stronger people in the Lord than you. Didn't work. She didn't receive it. Delanda's like, please, please blow it out my ear. Please hurry up, you know? And I blew it right out of her ear. The pain just left her head. It just, <laughs> I could really joke, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> Receive it. Receive what God has for you, amen? Receive the word. 
Amen? Because God's going to do it. God's going to touch you today. You're special to him. You know that? You're special to God. He's been thinking about you. Oh. Don't try to fit into this world because God's separating you and, and it may seem like, oh, but I'm not having friends. They're not coming around. Because God wants to set you apart. He's going to set you apart and you'll have new friends that are going to help you to go where he, God wants you to go to all that form of godliness I talked about earlier. He's doing a work in you right now and you, you've been wondering what is going on in my life and God's saying, get ready, get ready because he's moving in you and he's giving you just an, an, a new heart. Oh, I just see it. Huh? It makes me want to cry right now. Ah, ah, so don't, don't worry. Don't worry because you're in the palm of his hand. He's got you. No one can take you out. No one can take you out. But just rest there. Rest there. Before the next adventure begins, rest in his hand. And allow his Holy Spirit to minister to you. Because as you do, all forms of godliness are just going to be poured out in you. And in that next adventure that you come into, they're not going to recognize you. You're going to say, what happened to you? What happened to you? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Amen? It's going to be okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody else got something prophetically? Doesn't have to be about her. I don't want to limit God. Scott? Don't be sorry, man. You're doing what God tells you to do. You know, um, God spoke to me here, right over here, um, several months ago about something that I was, I was dealing with from my childhood. And I, I didn't even know really I was going through it, but... I was having trouble receiving what God had for me, and I would get to a certain point in my faith level, and I would sabotage myself by sin or whatever it was, and I would go back. And then I would get to the certain level, then I'd go back, and then I'd come back and back, and I couldn't get to a point where I wanted to be because my childhood was telling me I wasn't good enough to get there. So I had to get past that thing before I could go past it and get further with God. Amen. And I have, and it's, it's wonderful. So I just, I want, if, if anybody here has anything, anything that's keeping you back from your childhood, or somebody's told you something about you, you're too fat, you're too tall, you, you wear glasses, you're whatever, you're stupid. All these different things that we get when we're kids and we're, we're they're put on us, hold us back. They won't allow us to be who God wants us to be. So I encourage you. I, I, I encourage you to come forward. I'll pray for you right now. If you have something on you right now, I'll pray for you. Amen. Because I think it's so important that you, you take that off like I did. You take it off and you throw it in the corner and you never pick it up again because God wants has so much for you, like he said, like your message said. Yeah. 
God loves us and he has so much for us, but if we don't believe it in our own hearts, we're not going to be able to receive it. And if we keep that thing in our hearts that makes us feel less than we really are, we're not going to be able to receive it. So if you have something, anybody, if, any, if you have something, you know, if you have something forward, that you know, come forward really, or just stand anything. up right now. Stand because up if that's you today. You Don't be ashamed. Let's just deal with it. Amen. Just stand up right now. Okay. Karen, can you we stand? Can, we'll come right where you are right now, Karen, because yeah. I know you can't walk There's right other now. people. You, uh, Karen has something she wants to share. Scott, you can pray over here, right here. There's. Go ahead, Karen. Um, there's just two things, Pastor Ron, and I've been away from church probably since February. I've had a lot of health issues, and I have not felt more at peace with my life than learning how to let go. Let go of my whole life of issues and things that I've had to deal with, and nobody gave me directions. And I finally learned how to let go and choose joy. So in the middle of a pandemic, I live in a two-bedroom apartment and by myself, and I have felt such joy. And the second thing is that, you know, it's a ch ch choice. Whatever you do is a choice. And the other night, the Lord was sharing with me about 3 o'clock in the morning that Satan is out prowling around when it gets dark. Not in the daytime. Now, I'm not saying not to pray on the daytime, but I'm saying I've asked my prayer chain to join me in prayer, just a quick prayer at night to bind Satan from all the stuff that's going on. And it's like God has moved me into what's going on right now, and I just feel really at peace, and I'm glad I'm here. Thanks. Amen. I'm glad you're here today, too. I just want to share... As all of you, a lot of you know, that David and I have been going through a lot of illnesses. Well, not too long ago, David got sick, and I had to take him to the doctor. It was noon on Saturday. Took him to urgent care, and they wouldn't let me. Of course, I couldn't even get drive him up to urgent care. I had to let him out of the car, and he had to walk up there. Well, I told him to wait, and I'd get him a wheelchair. Well, somebody had come and gotten him and put him in a wheelchair and took him in, and they wouldn't let me even see him. And he would be calling me, and he was in such bad shape. And that night, about 10 o'clock, they started a dialysis in him, in his neck, because his potassium was so high. And <clears throat> I, didn't, I knew it was serious, but I didn't realize how serious it was. Well, this last week, we went to the doctor's office, and PR, Pastor Ron had been praying for us, and online and everything. And, and he gets the word from the Lord that tells us, what our needs are and pastor reaches out and touches us and he said somebody's got a potassium problem and it was David when we went to the doctor this last week the doctor said had you waited and that was at noon on Saturday that I took him in he said had you waited until the next day he'd have been gone his potassium was so high that they thought that he was going to have a heart attack and they had him in dialysis by midnight and at 1, 2 o'clock, they were doing surgery on him. So don't ever think that God doesn't hear your prayers. Amen. Don't ever think that God doesn't give the word to our pastor or to any of the pastors around that he knows. And he's there. Who would think of potassium? 
I don't even know what potassium does. The Holy Spirit thinks it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so here he is here. We still have to go through surgery, but it's okay because, like you said, God's got it. Amen. We go through surgery, I think. I think it's on the 18th that we do surgery to get rid of that stone and everything like that. But I get so scared because those five days with him in that hospital and I couldn't even get to him. And I don't get too far away from this guy. So God's got it. Will everybody stretch your hands out? Stretch your hands out to David. I know they, they want to do, go in on him. But Father, Lord, we know that you're the healer. And we pray right now, Father God, that that stone that's there, that, Lord, that you would dissolve it. You would just turn it into water. Lord, out of a rock, you float a river of water. And I pray that out of this rock, it just turned into a river of water for our brother David. And, Lord, that your hand be upon him today in the name of Jesus. That the next examination, they just send him, send him home, God. And Lord, that your hand continue to raise them up. And Roberta also, Father God, no more cancer, no more junk like that, God. Let your healing touch be on their bodies today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand again, huh? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you guys good? <laughs> oh, this is so fun being with you today. I'm so glad that we can have church. Listen, invite somebody. Amen. Let's, we, we've, we're going at 9 o'clock because we're planning for 11 o'clock service also. So, But we need you to do your role and, and fill the rest of these seats up. And we'll start doing an 11 o'clock also. So you don't have to get up so early, some of you. So uh, that's the plan. Spanish is doing the same thing. So... You know, if we got to keep practicing social distancing, we want to fill this house up a couple of times a day. Amen. So encourage somebody to come. It's good to see you, Mario and Liz. They're, they're coming out. And, you know, everybody that's here today, all our visitors, we welcome you. You know, normally we'd get together with you, but, you know, in a few weeks. <laughs> and uh, so um, have a great week. Amen. Join us on Tuesday. I got Pastor Jeremy Mercer for the live at five on Tuesday night. And we're going to talk about first Corinthians, second Corinthians chapter four, seven through 18. So join us for that prayer on Tuesday. And then pastor Rob on Wednesday night, and then prayer again on Friday. And listen, if you want to come to the Friday night prayer meeting, I open it up. This door will be open. You can come. Delanda and I still pray on the set that we have here, but we set up another microphone right here that you can come and pray and we'll just direct. It is, it's online too, so we're doing both. We don't want to stop doing because we, we've reached so many people through prayer on Friday nights that we want to keep that going. But we invite you to come and pray with us and, and just be a part of what God's doing. Amen. And you know, there's power in numbers. So... Let's come into agreement every time we're together. Have a great day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Have, God bless you.